Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano and I'm so thankful that we can come together in this time. I welcome you to this broadcast. Today we're going to get faith for today. And the only way we can get faith for today is through God's Word. It's through the Scriptures. It's through the Holy Bible. So I encourage you to go ahead and get yours out. And um, if you don't have one, I'm believing with you that you will. In your language, it's easy for you to get many lives have been spent so that we can have the scriptures in our hands today. Printing presses destroyed. People have gone to great lengths to make sure that this has been in print, stays in print, and stays in the hands of common people. Everyday men and women that it should be available to all. So I'm believing with you that you'll have your own. Now, I'm so excited about today's broadcast and what we have going forth. We're looking at what we're calling, what I sense the Lord has uh, deemed we call thanks living. Thanks living. And um, go with me, if you will, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Now, this was something that my wife Tamara and I would find ourselves continually going over uh, in regards in working with uh, children and, and youth in years past. And it was something that we would come to continually. We would make a practice of um, thanking God for the good things He had done in our lives. And um, again, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And uh, if you know anything about working with kids, you, there's parameters, you know, that we have to help them stay on track. You know, it's not storytelling time. It's talking about what God's done. It's not boasting ourselves, but it's boasting Him. And uh, again, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And when we were, uh, my wife Tamara and I, we were actually in the state of Florida. We were over at, at Disney. We were checking out the amusement park there. We were getting on what you need to get to get from the parking lot to the, the amusement park. And I was on my phone looking at this verse. And as I looked at this verse, the Spirit of God inside me said these very, these very words. He said, many are seeking my will for their life. He said, if they would start here, I'd show them more. And let's read it together now. I think you have had time to get there. It says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So born again believers, people that have received Jesus as our Lord, we are given this direction, this instruction that in everything we're to give thanks. And it says this is God's will for us. So we can take it in this way. We can see that as believers, if you and I get to a place where we refuse to give thanks, if we get to a place where we find ourselves unthankful and we have an unthankful heart, we have left the will of God in our lives. Now, sorry, I have a hair <laughs> fixing myself there. And so we can see. Now, most people, if we were to ask them, so, you know, Thanksgiving, Giving thanks, is it a good thing to do? Most people would agree with you. They'd shake their heads. They would nod. They'd approve. But 
more people know it's a good thing than live a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And that's where I'm excited about this because God's really been stirring it in my heart. We are called to a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And it makes us look so much different than the world. Because this world would be so fixed on what's not going right in politics, on who's lying and deceiving, on you know what new taxes they're trying to evoke, on what violence is erupting and things going on roundabout, and complaining and murmuring and going on about how they're trying to take advantage of us, how they're, and what is going on in the midst of all of that. Refusing to give thanks. Refusing to be full of thanks. If you and I are thankful, any pressure, anything that pushes on us, what will come out is what we're full of. And so if I'm full of thanks, if you're full of thanks, and this world presses us a little bit, there's going to be thankfulness that comes out. And no matter how bleak it looks, no matter how hard, all that would be able to come outside of us if we have a thankful heart is thanksgiving to God. Oh my, that's all that would be able to press through us is thankfulness. And now it's easy to be thankful when it's all going our way, when it's all working out just the way we want it. But what about when it doesn't? What about when you, you and I have been believing for that for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and it still doesn't seem to be going forth, still doesn't seem to be working. You've been believing God for healing and that pain keeps creeping up, right? It's been going on for days and days. In this place, it's not so easy to give thanks. It doesn't change the will of God for us. And if we're going to find out more of what God has for us and see more and enter into more of God's way, it starts here. Maybe I've... <laughs> Maybe there's pain in that shoulder day after day after day, but your legs work wonderfully. Should I be talking, if it's me, about the pain in my shoulder or about thank you, Lord, that that's the only thing that's been an issue right now? Got complete mobility. I'm not a paralyzed individual today. I don't have cancer running through this body. There's not high blood pressure. Can you see what I'm saying? The enemy of our soul will all the time get us to refuse to look at the 99 good things that are going well and get us to focus completely on this one thing that's not going right because he knows if he can get us out of a thankful heart, he can get us out of faith. And if you and I are not in faith, we're not receiving from God. That's our answer. And that's what will please God. It, it displeases God more than anything that He has so graciously given and we have no faith to receive. Go with me to 
We're going to go to Colossians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse number 7. We'll find here there is a great connection between abounding in thanksgiving and being established in the faith. We will not go far in growing in faith. Again, Colossians 2 verse 7. We won't go far in growing in faith and exercising faith without exercising a lifestyle of thanksgiving. If we're not thanks living, we're limited in faith. Let's see it. I don't want you just going by my words, but let's read this together. And I'm so thankful we have the availability to put it on the screen where you can see it. And you can, you know, there's tools now. You can translate this. You can go from English into your language and you can get it if you want it. You can see it for yourself. Now here in verse 7, it says, rooted and built up in him. Now, I'm going to go back to the sixth verse, which says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. So it's telling us to walk in the way of the master of our now Lord Jesus Christ. And then it continues and says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. There is a connection between you and I abounding. Abounding, what does that look like? That's an abundance. That's not, you know, I found one thing through the day to be thankful for. That is continuous. That I can easily, you can easily recognize thing after thing after thing that is right that is good, that can work out, there is possibility of it working, that you, you and I can spot it and we can see it. And, and even though there's so many things that don't look good, that's not as important. We recognize it, we find it, we know it's, it's, re, it's reasonable. We see it, we know it's, it's, it's true in this natural way, but there's something else we can look at. And we find those things and we abound so much thankfulness and thanksgiving. And all the time, we can have it in our heart and in our mind. Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, for this. And as you and I find ourselves abounding in thanksgiving, I'm, I'm encouraging you. You'll find we won't be far off from being established in faith. And we'll have all joy and peace in believing. It's hard, and I encourage you, try and find someone that's actively thankful and is actively giving thanks to God. See if they are seemingly lacking in joy. You know, check up, see, do it yourself. You know, when you really are gonna exercise uh, giving thanks, think about some things that are going right, that are going well, look in the mirror. And start thanking God. You don't have to focus too much on yourself, but start, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, you've been so good. I'm thinking about how you did that for us. Thank you. Thank you. And I remember I was so sick, but oh man, you healed me. They thought I wasn't going to turn around like that, but I did. Thank you. Thank you. Look in the mirror. Are you frowning? Are you upset? You have joy. You've entered into a place of faith. You'd, you have to understand this. If you're thanking God, God is spirit. <laughs> God is spirit. And to touch Him, 
It takes touching what you can't see, touching what you can't feel. And you can do that by faith, by a trust, because it's not natural that you touch him like that. But when you and I give thanks, we start touching God, touching what's his. And we'll find ourselves that when we do that, we'll be established in faith. Established. That word established is like a foundation. It is strong. It's a place. It's unmovable. It can be. And we'll find. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at that verse again. Verse 7. Rooted and built up in him. Hallelujah. You want to find yourself where things don't bother you so much? You want to find yourself where you are not moved by the things of this world? You need to put your roots down. And the only way that you and I are going to find ourselves rooted and then built up. I mean, you find this in big trees and big that they have roots that will go and go and go. And as the roots go deep. The branches grow tall. And you and I can be like that in Jesus. That as we continue to find what's good, find what's God, and thank Him for it, we start putting roots down and we start growing up and we start finding ourselves in a place of faith where as we grow, others can come underneath those branches and be blessed thereby. And when things come against, you're so rooted and strong. It doesn't blow you. It doesn't move you. And people look at you and go, man, that would have knocked me out. I would have slapped them for talking to me like that. I would. And you are strong, seemingly untouched, seemingly unhindered, strong in faith. What can you do in a place where you're strong in faith and what seems what seeks to destroy you, can't move you, you got nothing left but to give glory to God. Strong in faith, giving glory to God, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Let's look together as well. I want to touch on a certain aspect of this. It said, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. This is talking about all the time. Now, many, as soon as they hear give thanks all the time, they think that's unreasonable. They think, I can't do that. If we couldn't, it's unjust of God to tell us to do so. If he tells you in every situation, in everything, now let's be honest, when things that are seeking to steal and to kill and destroy come up and we're finding something to give thanks for, If we're giving thanks to God, God is not the thief. So he doesn't bring things that steal, kill, or destroy. Jesus makes this very clear in John 10. So I can't, you can't really give thanks to God for something that would destroy. He didn't bring it. He doesn't do that. And in the midst of what is trying to steal, kill, and destroy, there are other things that can be seen. And when you and I make the choice to bypass what is seemingly trying to destroy amongst us, and we look to, if it's even the thing, 
the one thing that we can find and we give God thanks, we're making a choice that as for us, all the time, we're going to thank God. All the time, we're going to find Him faithful and give Him thanks. And that is a choice. This is something that my uh, father in the faith, Brother Keith Moore, pastor of Faith Life Churches, Branson, uh, Missouri, and Sarasota, Florida, and then, you know, oversee traveling ministry as well. But the Lord ministered to him. He said that the Lord told him, he said, he actually asked him, he said, Keith, do you want to learn how to receive more from me? Do you want to learn how to receive more? And he said, I didn't have to think a moment about it. Yes, of course, I want to learn to receive more. He, God was saying of him, receive more from him. And so he said, yes, yes, I do, Lord. He said the Lord impressed upon him and spoke this to his heart. He said, cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Now, cultivate, I'm not a farmer, nor do I try to be. I have not spent a lot of time in the field, but I know enough about uh, sowing and reaping to know that to cultivate takes some effort. If you and I were to cultivate a field, uh, we could ask a farmer who does this, and it takes effort. Preparing that ground, finding and preparing the soil just right, there are going to be times we're going to have to give ourselves. We're going to have to put in the effort to find what to give thanks for in that time. Because the enemy will bring and surround us and put it on blast. He'll have it like you're in Times Square. And there it is on the big monitor. And he'll put everything that is wrong. Everything that you and I, if we yield to it and look at it, We'll find ourselves digressing. We'll find ourselves complaining. We'll find ourselves upset and out of faith, out of the will of God. Because, and it can happen so quick because of a refusal to give thanks. Because there's something there. I'm not saying it could, all hell could be breaking loose could seem like you're losing everything. There is something there. Are you born again? Is Jesus Lord of your life? Are you going to be with God for eternity? There is something there to give thanks, to give God his due. Has he done something good for you, for me? Yes, he has. So we have something to be thankful for. And even if we got to start there and just work on that piece of ground, like, oh, don't worry about the rest of the field right now. It doesn't look, the, we're going to work on this part of the field. This part of the field we can do something with. Cultivate that. Work that part of the ground. And he said, cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And that's what we're talking about. Now, let's look at these scriptures because I want you to see it's not my idea, but it's the scriptures that it's all the time. Give thanks all the time. Go to Colossians, while we're there, 3.17. Colossians 3.17. And it says, And whatsoever, give you time to get there, whatsoever you do. So that's very broad, very open. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Doing what? giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. In whatever you do in word or deed, 
Do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God in everything. Now go with me to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 verse 20. Giving thanks in everything, all the time. And it says here in Ephesians 5.20, Giving thanks when? Giving thanks when? Always. For what? For all things. To God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for all things. To God our Father, through the Lord Jesus Christ, all the time. Now, again, we're, we've looked at multiple witnesses here through the scriptures that show God has enabled us. God has empowered us that no matter how it looks, no matter how it feels, you and I have his ability to give him thanks all the time. All the the time. We looked earlier in uh, Colossians how there is establishment in the faith by giving thanks and abounding in thanksgiving. Well, that faith is not just human faith. It's God's faith. Romans 12 verse 3 talks about how he's given to every man the measure of faith. That's God's faith. And his faith in you and me enables us and empowers us to give him thanks all the time. And as you and I do that, what's going to happen? We're going to see more. It will enable us to receive more of him, to enter into more and to do more. It starts there. It starts there. Now let's look as well at Hebrews 13 verse 15. Hallelujah. I sense that we're getting this. I'm excited to see more of it. I know I'm confident the Lord's shown us more in regards to this. Have you learned too much about this? Have you seen too much about this? Is there no more to get in this? Oh my, there's more. In verse 5 it said, let me make sure I got, uh, nope, 15 I said. Let me get it right. <laughs> that's a good verse too. I was like, well, I like that, but that's not where we're going. Verse 15, by him, therefore, now this is saying by Jesus. It was just touching on by Jesus. By him, therefore, let us offer. No one will make us do this. God will not make you and I offer him things, even though really he does deserve it. It tells us, let us offer it. An offering is not paying what's owed. It's giving. It's a gracious act. God has graciously given to us, even though it is in form indebted to Him, He's not enforcing us to give Him things. And if you and I will offer it to Him, that's what it says here. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. How often? continually now notice a sacrifice i think about this look at abraham sacrificing isaac no one wants to give their only begotten son they don't wake up in the morning and think i know what i want to do today i want to go 
A sacrifice is something that takes some effort. It's not something that is of your will. It's of the will of another. And to sacrifice something means it cost you. It cost me. And we're told to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations. Why? Why count it? Because in that form, in that place, all hell was breaking loose. It was not a joyful seeming time. But yet in the midst of that, we could count it joy. We can treat it as if we're even told that if we suffer for Jesus' sake, to rejoice, to thank God, because we were counted worthy to suffer for His name. Now that takes some mind renewal to find that, hey, I was persecuted, people spoke bad about me, people treated me wrong because I did what God showed me to do, I did it in His way, and they didn't like it. And what did God say? Rejoice. Rejoice. Give Him thanks because there's reward. You did something for Him irregardless of the cost to you. You sacrificed well. And this giving thanks, starting out, it might seem like a sacrifice. Like it takes all you have. It's costing you everything to give this thanks. It is well worth. It's well worth the cost. And you'll see it will pay off. And you'll find yourself in different ways. And you'll see His will afresh and anew. And many are wondering, where is it at? I've been waiting. I've been going through. And if we would just tap in and give Him thanks and allow Him to show. Because there's so much more that's just waiting outside that door. It's a gateway. And there I could sense it. I could see it. That there are those wondering, where is their spouse? Wondering, where is their house? Wondering, where is their transportation? And where is their ministry in place? Where is their work in this time, in this air? And if we would just start in the place of thanksgiving, if we would just start there, we would see His will. We'd see His provision in His way. And we would have nothing left but to give God thanks and show Him to this world and give Him his glory. There'd be nothing left but for Him to be seen and us to abound in thanksgiving. But we must start here. We must find the good. Because it's so, we know this. We put our smiles on, we strap them down, but He sees our heart. And it's not by uh, a cheerful countenance that I'm found giving thanks. No, it's in the heart. Anything, you know, when we give thanks, it's fruit of our lips we'll find here giving thanks to Him. The fruit, you know, fruit starts with the seed. And if the seed of our heart is not thankful, there's no, no fruit of our lips to give Him thanks. We must tend the soil of our heart. We must look within and truly, thankfully, Show God, hallelujah, that we know He has been good to us. And when we have that seed within us of thankfulness to Him, we, we enable what is then fruit that can abound. Read it with me in the fifth, in the fifth 
16th verse there. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Hallelujah. Go with me in closing, I believe, to 1 Samuel 1. 1 Samuel 1. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to look at verse 13. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, here we find about Hannah. And Hannah was unthankful. Um, we find, and, and for time's sake, I'm going to kind of abbreviate, but she wanted a child, could not have a child, had a great husband, had a great life. And um, so here she was in the midst of the 12th verse says, And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now, thank you, Lord. The 13th verse says, Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Sorry, guys. Go lay down. Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. Will an unthankful heart have an effect on your body? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And he thought she was drunk here. And Eli said to her, How long will you be drunken? Put away your wine from you. 15th verse. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. A sorrowful spirit. Not a thankful heart. But the spirit is the heart. A heart of sorrow. A heart of sadness. You and I can't have a sad heart and a glad heart at the same time. And do you notice this? She could not receive a child. All these years, she's had a sad heart. She's not looking at the good things she has. She's looking at the one thing she doesn't. And what is it doing for her? It's making her so sad that the man of God there thinks she's drunk. She's been drinking wine in the house of God. He said, put your wine away from you. Quit drinking that. She said, I, I haven't been drinking a single thing, but I've been making my, my case known to God and I've been, just, I've been so sad. So sad. My heart is so sad. Not thankful. Sad. We're told to have a thankful heart. How much of the time? All the time. Now, I'm sure it was right that she look at this and realize, yeah, it's right and good to have a child. I want a child and I trust God I'll have a child, but I have too much other things that if she would look at her life, there were many women didn't have a husband, didn't have a livelihood, had to go and get in line to get their bread for their day. And uh, if they had children, right? There were things she had, others did not. And she had everything she needed to give thanks. Now let's continue and then we're, we're closing. And 
Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not your handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint. Not a thankful heart, we've seen here, but a sorrowful spirit, a sad heart. What does a sad heart bring? A complaint and grief. She said, Out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant you your petition that you have asked of him. And she said, Let your handmaid find grace in your sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. She turned her sadness into gladness. How did she do that? Because she trusted in God. She entered into faith, and when she entered into faith, she left the sadness of heart. She left the sorrowful spirit. And what did that do for her? It says in the 19th verse, And they rose up in the morning early, and worshipped before the Lord, and returned, and came to their house to Ramah, and Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come about, after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son. It caused her to be fruitful. It caused the will of God to, to occur in her life. When she left the sadness and entered in the gladness and gave God thanks, you'll find, thank you, Lord, in that 18th verse, she's no longer refusing to eat. She's no longer uh, stopping life and no longer living. It said that she went her way and she ate and her countenance was no more sad. She entered into a place where life could continue, where she was no longer sad but glad now, and it caused her to receive from God. It's no different for you and for me. If we will make this choice that all the time we'll refuse to be sad, we'll refuse to complain and grieve, and instead we'll give God thanks for the good thing He's done, we'll enter into the place of thanksgiving, the place where we can receive more of Him. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that place more and more. How about you? Hallelujah. We're going to see more of it. Come back as we go more into this. And we love you here. If there's anything we can pray, believe God with you, let us know. There's ways you can reach us through the website. It's easy to find. We love you. We bless you. And we will see you soon. Hallelujah.